we have to do our very best to establish a certain floor height in society. Dr. King used to say, you can't legislate love, but you can pass laws, right, that keep my neighbor from bashing my head in. We have to understand that we fundamentally missed the mark. I mean, that's why the Ten Commandments were a gift given. It was given to Moses as the people were newly into freedom. And so it was about, hey, these tenants will create a well-being in the community. This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm Melissa Rao, and this is a conversation inspired by Four Faith, a weekly devotion sent out every Friday. You can find a link to this week's devotion and a link to subscribe in the episode's description. Howdy, Bishop. Hey. This week's devotion is based off Exodus chapter 20. Yep. And the Ten (laughs) Commandments. You called it order. And I have to say, it may be one of my favorite topics to discuss as of late, and so I'm really excited to hear your thoughts. So what's your rough take on the Ten Commandments? Oh, well, my gosh, so much <laughs> so much to say. Um, my, my rough take, as I've written in the meditation, is, is that, you know, the Ten Commandments are about an ordered life, about ordered neighborliness. Uh, so it's an ordered outward life, and it's uh, it's an ordered inward life. And uh, I think that the commandments are not given to oppress or diminish, uh, but they are uh, they are I think ways in which to channel freedom, mm-hmm. right? So so we have freedom, uh, and and then here's our good God saying, "Hey, I'm God, you're not. Let me let me give you some advice here. The best way to channel freedom." is in these directions. Keep me first, because I'm the only one who really loves you at the end of the day. Keep me first. Uh, take care and, and take care of the Sabbath day. You know, get some rest, some ease for your soul. Uh, respect mom and dad. You know, they're not perfect people, but respect mom and dad. Don't steal. Don't murder, right? Don't covet, right? I mean, I, you know, what's bad about those things, right? You know, uh, don't commit adultery. Yeah, all of us sin. Some of us have, have, have committed that sin. But but that's not life for you. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad, right? Uh, you know, before I was a bishop, I was a dad. And, I, and I've got five kids. You know, I've got three boys and two girls. And I love them. I love them. And they're younger than me, and I'm 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 occupying the old cantankerous space now in, in my household, right? And so, you know, what I try not to be is 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 the lawgiver, but the love giver, and and the love giver, you know, comes through order, and it's not like I'm trying to trample on you know uh, freedoms of anybody, but I'm saying, hey, you know, I don't know everything, but I know if you go down that road, there's some pain and grief for you down that road. And if you go down that road a little while, the bridge is out. That's right. (laughs) So, so, I mean, you're a grown up now, young adult, you're, you're on your way to growing up, but, and all I can give you is my love and counsel, but it's ultimately your choice. So I guess what I'm really, uh, really drawn by are the nuances, the very fine line between order and control. Sure. And I feel like sometimes in our human, you know, our, our humanity, 
is that we will take control, we'll take order, a good and perfect and freeing thing. I love that you brought that freedom up. And yet we'll try to control things. And I'm not sure that love and control go hand in hand. No, in fact, I think they're, they're polar opposites, right? Yeah. They're diametrically opposed. I mean, love wouldn't control for love's sake, right? And so God, if God is in fact love, then we look at how God behaves. And so God could have made us these little half-minded robots, automatons, and could have said, you know, I'm going to sort of code into you, you know, an inability to make bad choices because I want to control the thing. I mean, he could have done that from the beginning with Adam and Eve. He could have said, he could have not just told them don't eat from the tree of life, you know, life and death. He could have just programmed them not to, right? But, but love would give choice and love would make mistake, make space even for mistake, right? And so out of love, God gives, you know, these, these 10, not suggestions, <laughs> they're, they're called commandments, but they, they really are more the 10 lanes of freedom. Yeah. And, and, and what's, what's controlling about that? And, you know, look, and l- let me say the la- last part of that, you know, it, it doesn't, it's not the 10 unforgivable sins, right? That would be control, right? That would be condemnation. It's the 10 commandments, the 10 freedoms, right? That will lead to more, a more generative life. And because God knows us better than we know ourselves, there's always a way back home. You ask a really uh, compelling question. Now, if you would do this out of love for your children, would you begrudge God for sharing a system of order that grows individual integrity and commends shared responsibility for neighborliness and justice? Yeah. I, you know, I feel like that is the question. And yet sometimes we are more like, all right, well, let's just control neighborliness and we're going to tell other people how to do that and, and what, what their idea of justice should be. And I think we just should all over bet everybody, right? As in should. Yeah, I was uh, going to say for the listener, she said should. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, that was totally not mine. Um, I, I just, I do, I wonder, I, I wonder about that line between where is that line between order and control? Where do we lose our way? Well, I mean, you're, you're asking, I think, an important question. Um, let's flip it on its head and, and, and let's say, rather than from some power structure down to us, what about from us up to the world, right? Because I think the Ten Commandments uh, are, are supposed to also create a reality. Right. So what if our neighborliness was such that we didn't steal, that we didn't uh, bear false witness, uh, that that we kept our hands off of our neighbor's spouses, uh, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So rather than some external force oppressing us and making us live out these truths, what if these were our truths as submitted to us out of love from God and we created a world based on them? The argument is clear. Would the world be better or worse? It is clear the world would be better. It would be absolutely better, right? Uh, we would prioritize a Sabbath for everybody, right? And then maybe we would change our economic structure. I, I'm so ancient that I remember when people didn't, uh, you know, stores didn't open on Sundays, right? But we've moved that aside. Uh, you know, because we've turned people into these one-dimensional things called consumers, you know, uh, you know, all shopping things all the time, right? And so is that better or worse for us? I mean, you be the judge. 
and and so we we've sort of we've normalized things and we we personalized things. We said, oh, that's just your truth, or that's just my truth. I, I think there is still truth. I, I think it, it's hard to get to sometimes, but I think there is still truth. Uh, and I think that you can't show me the upside of you know rampant murder um, in in society. I mean, I live in Atlanta. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, this podcast goes out over other um, American cities who are dealing with rampant murder. I mean, is there more chaos or less chaos, right? I mean, so so there's that. And then on the other side of it, I think from a, a power structure, from a government, let's say, I think we have to do our very best to establish a certain floor height in society. Dr. King used to say, you can't legislate love, but you can pass laws, right? That keep my neighbor from bashing my head in, right? And so I think we have to do that. We have to understand that we fundamentally missed the mark. I mean, that's why the Ten Commandments were a gift given. It was given, uh, you know, to Moses as the people were newly into freedom, right? They have left one society and they were moving out into the ability to create their own norms and own floor height. And so it was about, hey, these tenants will create a well-being in the community. Yeah. So, so I, think of it, I think of it that way. And so, you know, I'm not the kind of guy who says that we ought to put the commandments outside of every courthouse in America. I'm not that dude, uh, though I understand the sentiment. But what I would, what I, would uh, I think where the opportunity is, is that what would it be like for, for us to get these things down into who we are? Um, and that's why I start off with a question. What do you think about the Ten Commandments? I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I, I remember when the Ten Commandments was Charlton Heston, you know, <laughs> and Cecil B. DeMille's. That was 1954, by the way, 54, 56. And, uh, you know, I just remember that, the, the, you know, I mean, that was CGI back then in those days. It was pitiful in comparison to today. Um, and, uh, you know, I just remember this being this big, ominous thing. And then you live a little bit. And then you realize, yeah, we should treat mom and dad better, even if mom and dad miss the mark. Uh, we should uh, uh, not make idols of things because idols diminish us, right? An, an idol doesn't save us. An idol diminishes us. It steals from us uh, what only belongs to God, which is worship, and so on and so forth. And so then I began to see them now as, a, as an order given by a loving parent God uh, who only wants us to thrive. We'll be right back. Hi, listeners. Thank you for listening to Four People, a space of digital evangelism. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. And now back to Four People. Welcome back to Four People. Bishop, I'm painfully aware that when we try to control things, grace is cheapened. And I guess my favorite definition of grace is something that is neither earned or deserved. Yeah. And so where do you think grace falls into all of this with the Ten Commandments? Yeah. Well, I mean, again... Some of us are, are, are sort of allergic to the Ten Commandments because we 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 feel like it's a 
it's a it's a bossy god, you know, or nagging god trying to tell us, you know, a bunch of stuff. I actually do look at the, you know, as I said in the meditation, I actually do look at it as grace, right? And so, if you love someone, why would you let them wander aimlessly when you had the ability to offer some assistance? You know, before uh, before we had the little British lady in our car who tells us which way to go, you know, GPS and all that. <laughs> we used to have to rely on neighbor for directions. Mm. We used to have to, some of us who can remember back that far, we used to have to stop if we saw people or we'd go to a gas station and we had, used to have to ask people, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get to X uh, and I'm a little turned around. Can you help me? And then, you know, it's been my experience uh, that complete strangers would care enough to say, oh, no problem. Uh, it, you know, two stop signs uh, this way, then a left, then a right, you'll be safely home or you'll be safely at your destination. Or back in the day uh, when we didn't have maps on our phone, uh, we used to have to stop at a gas station or some other kind of place and you could buy a map. And what's the point of the map? To control your drive? control your adventure? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's to get you where you say you want to go, right? Efficiently, effectively, safely. And so I don't understand the Ten Commandments um, being anything other than that. It, it is uh, for love's sake, for care's sake. How can we get you to, I mean, think about it this way. Think about the regret, the, uh, the pain um, the grief that you could save our, yourself and that I could save myself if we would have uh, understood some of these commandments and lived accordingly. Think, think about uh, all of the spiritual uh, joy money that you would have in the bank if you didn't take some of these wrong turns, right? And why do we take some of these wrong turns? We, we take them for selfishness, which we all have. Uh, we take them for, uh, for pain. Sometimes we take these uh, wrong left turns for vengeance sake. Sometimes we take them for ignorance sake. Yeah. And so why would God, for love's sake, sit by and watch you bang your head into a wall again and again and, and wander aimlessly when God could, for love's sake, uh, lift up uh, some coordinates for you uh, that are reliable? And yet God freely offers that grace when we do decide to go it alone or, or we, we aren't following best practices or the best guides or we, we draw outside of the lines, et cetera. God's grace is just absolutely incredible to me. And I, I guess I'm sad because I feel like we should be channeling God's grace for others when they mess up. And I don't know that we're really good at that. No, I think that's the other part. I, I think, you know, you know, never underestimate uh, human ability to mess up a good thing, right? <laughs> so even as much as I'm making the case for the Ten Commandments, et cetera, and I stand by it a thousand percent, I do understand also that in the, um, the communication of all of this and in the application of all this, uh, we have hurt people um, because we have not talked about it as an ordered life given by grace and we have sort of, we've sort of bashed people and beaten people with these sorts of things, um, tried to control people, et cetera. And I understand that, uh, that we've done that and that, that we miss the mark so, so often. And, and, you know, there's no limit to God's grace, you know, and this is what I love about it is because there, 
you know, all of this is about the message of redemption, right? Um, it doesn't say left turn and then you're just lost forever, right? It's, it's left turn and then somehow God gives us coordinates even then, having made the wrong turn, to find our way back with restoration, right? With absolute restoration. And now we hope with learning and we hope even with some new maturity about, oh, maybe God is God and I'm not, right? Because I think <laughs> what I like about the Ten Commandments is, is that God give, issues the, the, the commandments through Moses and through, and, and through um, you know, uh, people who miss the mark. But nevertheless, the grace comes through and, uh, and, and, and we have an opportunity to see God anew and to see ourselves anew. And uh, so I don't think of, and we shouldn't think of ourselves as, oh, you know, I violate, you know, uh, commandment two, four, and seven. That's just who I am. No. But, <laughs> and God doesn't view us that way. What, what God is saying is, is that, hey, let's take a deeper look at that. And, and, and maybe you can rely on me next time you're at that intersection. You know, maybe you'll find something in my love and grace for you. Uh, that w- you will not choose that. And then, of course, you know, in our in our church, one of the great things I love about what we do normally on Sunday is the is the confession of sin. You know, and we do it together. Uh, you know, that we we confess out loud as we as we we say that prayer that that we have sinned uh, against God and our neighbor. Right. And then, you know, the service doesn't end there. No, the, the, the minister, he or she gets to stand up and pronounce God's forgiveness over the community. And then if you look at how the liturgy unfolds, if you look how the order service unfolds, what happens next? Peace. The peace. Mm-hmm. The peace. So I've missed the mark. I've, I've messed up, you know, Ten Commandment one through ten. And, and then, you know, it, you know, out of the sincerity of apology, I come to God and say, yep, hey, man, I missed it. I missed the whole thing. My sins of omission and sins of commission, I just jacked up the whole thing. And then what is God's response through the minister? You are forgiven and you're restored anew. And so every Sunday is a do-over, is a start again. That's grace. But yeah. Love would give you order and love would give you coordinates for sure. Love it. Bishop, do you have any final thoughts about Christian maturity and how <laughs> love and order and grace all come into play? It's a work in progress. <laughs> all right. It's a work in progress. And, we're, and we're, none of us uh, have reached the promised land just yet. All of us are working that way. <laughs> and thank God for that. Bishop. Thank you. And thank you listeners for tuning in to Four People. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week.